of Grayskull is a fan podcast exploring the vast worlds of He-Man and She-Ra. Join Sean Scavarda and Matthew Duke as they discuss the history and mystery of Eternia and Etheria, diving deep into all incarnations of Masters of the Universe. Hey, hey, you know who's back? It's the Legends of Grayskull Podcast. Now that you know, let's go get ready for the show. It's the Legends of Grayskull episode 104 of Legends of Grayskull, the fan podcast where we discuss the history and the mystery and the magic and mythology of He-Man, She-Ra, Eternia, Theory, and Nordor Primes, New Adventures, Old Adventures, Ladybird, UK Annuals, Comics, Mini Comics, anything and everything you can think of with that He-Man, She-Ra, Masters of the Universe, Princess of Power! That Mattel logo, down in the corner. I'm Matthew Duch, here again with Sean Skavarna. Sean, how are you on this Goliath day? Goliath, I am Goliathly decent, <laughs> which probably <laughs> is like average, but yeah, and I'm happy that we're doing episode 104. We're definitely getting up there in age, so <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting there. How are uh, you? I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. I gotta say, right off the bat, I gotta get it out of the way. Episode 103, if you haven't watched it yet, it was a marathon of an episode. We had uh Skelly Vader on with us, covered. Damn near every topic known to man or Eternian. Yep. Um, and one of the big things we discussed was the announcement that at San Diego Comic-Con, there was going to be uh, the surprise voice actor reveal that would be joining the Masters of the Universe Revolution yeah. cast. And they said it was... it's. I forget the exact phrasing, but they used the term Goliath voice actor. Mm-hmm. So we went to Titus and Megator and all these Goliaths and Eternia. And I just got to throw it right out there. Once it was revealed who it was, I felt so incredibly dumb. And I can't believe none of us got it. None of the internet got it from anything that I saw when they literally told us who it was. Mm-hmm. Because they yeah. said it's going to be a Goliath voice actor. And it is Keith David who voiced Goliath in the Gargoyles cartoon. Yep. Oh my God. They literally told us. They, and we're it, all it was in here. Literally right under your nose. Right. And for me, not having watched Gargoyles, I didn't even have that in the back of my head or in the front, front of my head or wherever. So it, it is kind of funny to me because uh, you, you are way more of the, into the Gargoyles than I ever was. And yeah, I, you're usually really good with this stuff. You're slipping, I, dude. Yeah, well, it's just, it's, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, it's like I knew Keith David was the boy, but like that's not what I think of when I think of Keith David. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things, it's like you're, it's the, you're so close to the picture, you can't see it. Like, because yeah. you're all wrapped up in Masters of the Universe, Revolution, you know, you're, you're so focused there that mm-hmm. you're missing the bigger picture that they're, they're painting there. So. But yes, yeah. that was our that was unfortunately because of the ongoing writers and actors strikes, the voice actors could not actually be the, at the panel. They had to uh, cancel that appearance. But 
Uh, they did reveal that Keith David would be playing Hordak in the upcoming Revolution cartoon. Mm-hmm. So we'll have more on that in a little bit. We're going to watch the the teaser trailers that have leaked online. And, uh, you know, we're going to go over all the SDCC news, which there was a ton of. So. Yeah. So Stay it's like tuned. a title wave. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny, I actually had even forgotten that, like, San Diego was even coming. Like, it's one of those things, like, every year it just kind of surprises me. Because I don't really follow it. I don't, you know. Yeah. We're, it's we're, not a... Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, we're keyed into the toys and, and, and that kind of stuff more yeah. than we're worried about comic books nowadays. I mean, we cover the the you know, if Masters of the Universe has a comic book out or whatever. But for the most part, like, movies, TV, and toys are more where I... uh, My passion is at this point. And so for me, it's like SDCC doesn't quite hit the radar the same way that a PowerCon might or a LegionsCon might or whatever. And um, this year it was pretty funny because, like, comics basically, like planted their flag there again and flat out like we're taking this back from hollywood and the toy company has also really planted that flag this year and said yeah there's reasons to be here other than just meeting the actors and and seeing trailers so yeah, yeah. well and from what i hear that was a little bit even before the strikes and no oh, welcome back sean it always does that yeah uh but yeah i think that was even a little bit before the strikes and everything because i think they're just a lot of companies are realizing they don't need San Diego. Like, it's not the end-all, be-all like it used to. And I think that's what it is with me for San Diego. Like, it's a it's a great thing. I love hearing the news that come out of it. But, like, I've literally never had any desire to go. You know, I'm not, I'm not really interested in the convention itself. I just want to know what comes, what is revealed at the convention. Yeah. So I don't follow it. It just like when the when the leaks start coming out and the announcements start coming, I'm like, oh, here we go. It's San Diego time because there's stuff yep. up on Facebook. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's definitely kind of taken a, a want to say a hit, but it, it's it's it sounds like it's getting back to basics. You know, mm-hmm. it's not becoming the the multimedia frenzy that it was there for a number of years. So yeah. And, that for the fans, that seems like a positive thing. I've heard a lot of praise coming out that it, you know, it's a little bit more manageable and it's more what they want to see. So. Yeah, and uh, like there was a point where my wife said to me one year, like, you know, if if um, as like a birthday present or a Christmas present, she thought it would be awesome to to get me out there. Yeah. And, and I, I remember telling her, like, I don't do it. And and she right. was like, why? You love this stuff. And I'm like, I don't love standing in line for multiple hours waiting to do one thing. Like, yes. that, that, that is the equivalent of, like, it's it's the, it's the Disney World for comic conventions. Yeah. And, and yeah. That, like, I've never been out to SDCC, but I, it's like, I could think of, many other options than standing in line for a day to get one panel in, you know, like, um, so yeah, it, it, I'm, I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm just like you, I'm happy to see the reveals, 
but I would not want to be there. <laughs> That's funny because actually my wife, she said the same thing at one point. She's like, wouldn't you want to go if you could? And I'm like, no. Like that. There are – there are, and the thing is there's so many other conventions that I can go to and I can get a ton of stuff done or see a ton of people or, you know, like I'd rather go to the local stuff than, you know – trekking and going there to, like you said just to stand in line for mm -hmm. a reveal or a panel or a exclusive yeah. like nah I'm, Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm good but yeah. not to bash on them because they bring us lots of fun stuff to talk about and that's just our it's just us yeah that that's just us I mean I'm sure there's people out there where they're like, "Oh my God, give me that ticket right now, and I'll I'll get the hotel next year." Mm -hmm. If your if your wife wants to pay for it, and it's like, yeah, you know, that's and that's cool. If you want to do it, that's completely cool. But for people like us, we're we're more the casual observers in that way. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and jump in here. We're actually going to start a little bit sideways. That's never stopped us before. <laughs> if I can find the right tab. There we go. Uh, so first, we're actually going to talk about Christar. Um, this is something Sean wanted to throw out there. Um, yeah, take it, Sean. I, I Like, out of anything that was revealed at San Diego Comic-Con... I think this was the one that shocked the hell out of me the most because just recently on Off World, we did like a top five toy lines from our childhood. What's Off World, Sean? Off World is our Friday night podcast with uh, shooting the shelves, or sorry, just Shelvitz, Curtis Ackerman, and Jesse Arnold. Although Jesse started that, and Curtis is the co host, so we'll just keep it at that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we team up with them on Friday nights, and we do Off-World, where we talk about everything that we love, not just Masters of the Universe. So, on Friday nights, live on YouTube, feel free to join in at 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Um, but, yeah, and, we, we... And now it. Curtis will be happy because we name-dropped him within the first 10 minutes, so... But he, he'll hate me because I, re I relegated him to co-host rather than just... <laughs> Courtesy inevitable on there. Better than the words that I wanted to use for how on, but you know, I won't I, say that. I appreciate you had me take it because I knew there would be words coming out that right, probably right, right. we try to be a little more family friendly here. Peeling um, back peeling back the curtain though. <laughs> we do literally get notes from Curtis about yeah. how many times and how frequently we mention him. So absolutely I cannot and, wait to hear from him after this episode. Yeah, he he will he will absolutely love that. Um, but we we did an episode in the last month or so where we talked about the toy lines we grew up with that um, maybe they could it, like the ones that we loved but aren't like Masters of the Universe Transformers where they've they and Turtles where they've gone generationally. And one of mine was Crystar because when I was a kid, I got such a kick out of these translucent warrior figures and the magma figures for the bad guys and stuff. I figured that was all we were ever getting was those Remco figures from when I was a kid. And out of nowhere, Marvel Legends is going to start having at least one with Crystar. Yeah. 
because he is a Marvel property, which I I think I actually brought that up on the show too, because he does actually have in the Marvel Wikipedia, he has an entry in there, and they've actually referenced him in the more recent comics as well. So the fact that this is happening blew my mind. He's a master's adjacent kind of a figure for me because when I was a kid, if it had a sword and a shield, I was completely down to play with those things. And he does have those. So um, it's actually funny yeah. you mentioned that because uh, no translucent figure looks great. I have no connection whatsoever to this character, but yeah, he looks cool. If I ever saw him on clearance, I'd probably pick him up just because he would fit in and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm a sucker for translucency. But the, the funniest thing is I saw that sword that he's holding. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is basically the revolution, revolution. power sword. Like, revelation, revolution power yeah. sword. Yeah. Like, I'm, so I, if you remember, how close is that to the vintage sword? Like, is that? It's pretty darn close. I, yeah. I Honestly, the thing I like about this more than even the figure I had when I was a kid is this looks almost identical to the way he was drawn. Yeah. Versus how the figure looked because the the way even like the, the helmet fits on him, it fits in a way where I remember seeing it drawn that way, and I remember looking at my figure and kind of going, "Well, I kind of wish it kind of it it, it it flares out at the bottom, so it, right. it, it doesn't just clunk over his head and all that." And yeah, that sword. Let me. I'll tell you what. Let me look it up for a second here just to see how close it does because I didn't even think of that. Um, but yeah, just but, funny. I just, it's, it's, I saw it and I was like, oh man, that totally looks like <laughs> the revolution sword. Like, just slight, like you extend the, the guards just a little bit more and it's there. It's just one of those interesting things. And I do appreciate that that is a helmet. Like, you can tell it's a helmet and not his yeah. head. Um, yeah, it, it's almost like, um, He's a mashup to me of almost like He-Man meets Captain America with those yeah. wings on there and all that stuff. But um, And I will take this moment to say huge shout-out to Pixel Dan for the amazing pictures uh, that we're going to be using for the rest of the episode here. So uh, let me embiggen Sean. Embiggen. So that is from the 1980s comic okay. book. Yeah. And it pretty much, yeah. I yeah, mean, they, much more it, similar than I ever realized they were, but I really yeah. never followed uh, Chris Dunn, So Yeah, it, it's it's pretty darn close. All right. Uh, let's see here. So uh, Sean is definitely looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's go to... Yeah, we'll do this first. All right, we got new Masterverse coming. Uh, first up here, we've got Gwildor. Which was a surprise to me. Uh, definitely a big surprise. Um, definitely a little bit more... Con I thought initially concept art, but then as it turns out, this is a spoiler for Revolution, and this is the Masters of the Universe Revolution Gwildor. Mm -hmm. uh, so we'll be seeing some cosmic key? Maybe? I don't Maybe. know. Like, my, my, my mind's abuzz with the possibilities of how a cosmic key 
could correct some of the issues that we've had so far with this series. Yeah. Well, I mean, for anybody, <laughs> like, like from my perspective, and I don't know if this is going to happen on the show, but I know um, it is one of those things where people have been like, well, what if Orko and Gwildor were in the same room? Well, now we might actually get those scenes finally <laughs> in Revolution. Well, um, and and the fact that I mean, we'll 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 get to it, but they are coming in a pack together. It's a two pack. It's Gwildor and the white robed Orko, the, yep. the reborn Orko the White. Yep. Uh, the other thing I want to point out here. Uh, he comes with a power sword. You can just see it over his right shoulder there. That looks like it's got some stitching and the, the tip of the blade is glowing yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely getting some Thundercats broken sort of omen vibes from it. You know what I mean? Like, hmm. so is, that, I, I, is that being repaired? Well, that's that's something like I mean we we had it, it it did get repaired by Roboto last time around. So no, it got it got the two halves got merged by Roboto. Well, yeah, but I I count that as a repair technically. <laughs> but this it's like there is there is something about this where I'm like it's almost like a greatest hits. We're going to just keep going back to the power sword problems or something, which I hope is not the case, but that'll be interesting. I mean, he's an inventor, so maybe, yeah. maybe he comes up with something where the power sword, even maybe that actually helps with the cosmic key to do something. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But what if they upgrade it to look like, like the 2000 X power sword or something? That would be funny. I think, or Somebody like me, I think that would be fun because I like 2000X. Yeah. But I think there'd be a contingent of fandom probably <laughs> face palming because that was like the least interesting sword of uh, any any version so far, yeah. bro. <laughs> it's definitely grown on me. Uh, I'm gonna throw it out there because it just occurred to me as I was saying the sentence. But with the glowing blade, it actually probably stands more. That's gonna turn into the new adventures power sword. Yeah. I could see that, <laughs> and you noticed that that didn't get me excited at all. So I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but as far as Gwildor himself, I really like the looks of it. I like, I like the upgrades. The ears look like they're actually gonna, they're uh, articulated. Yeah, like you're gonna be able to pose them around, and he looks like he's got good articulation for what it is. I definitely see waist. I'm sure feet. Uh, He's got wrist, elbow, shoulder, like it for mm -hmm. Wildor figure, you know. Uh looks pretty good. I, I like what they did with the face. He looks a little older, a little more I, I'm getting kind of uh all father from the new gods. Yeah. I uh, can see that. Type vibes. So uh he's got a staff and a cosmic key. So I'm you know. I, I really like this upgrade. I'm amused his cosmic key is the one that he holds like the old school toy yep. versus the version in the movie. But I mean, we've had that version for how long now because of the toy in the eighties anyway. So mm -hmm. uh, no, I, this actually, I'm not, I, I'm, 
I, I, I'll be honest. I probably like Gwildor a little more than Orko because I like he's a cantankerous little guy. Like he, he'll give you shit and he'll, mm-hmm. you know, like he, he'll, he'll give you crap right back at you, but then he'll have those moments like with Kevin, only one Kevin, only one, you know, and all that. And uh, it, it's, I kind of like him in, in those ways. And it's like, it's a great representation of him. Uh, so good on Mattel because for me, some of these Masterverse figures can be hit or miss in a lot of ways, and this one feels like a home run for a character that a lot of people aren't that big of a fan of. No, I completely agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, it just it was that it was that out of left field, like oh, with it, we're going here and everything, so that it was fun to see that, yeah. All right. Next up, we have the Orko the White. Uh, yeah. He will come in a two-pack with Gwildor. And, uh, yeah, he looks he looks like he did during the, the finale of the Revelation cartoon. A uh, couple spell effects for his hands. Uh, bigger spell effect around him. Uh, looks pretty good. Yeah. I... I, I don't know. I, I might actually go out on a limb and say I might want that two-pack. As, oh, as crazy as that sounds for me being me, I actually think I might like that two-pack. Because um, the Gwildor is winning me over. I love the Classics one. Yeah. Because that was legit, like, from top to toe, that felt like it was Billy Boyd just, you know, like, shrunken. I, I shouldn't say further. But sh- um, Billy, Billy Barty <laughs> or Billy Barty, sorry, uh, shrunk it down into a figure form, and then the fact that I do like this look for Orko. Um, I, I I liked it in the ending of a uh, Revelation, even so. I don't know. I might yeah. be tempted by that one for once. And it's different enough where it's like because I've got well, I've got I've got the beaten up Orko. From the revelation, I've got my classics Orko, and mm-hmm. like this is this is different enough, and I do like this design a lot. Yeah, you know, same. They could have easily just put him into all white robes and been like, "This is Orko reborn," but yeah. instead, they're you know just the, the the red being his you know little cloak there. Like it just it works really nicely. It's a great mm-hmm. it's a great update. It's something we're not gonna see outside of this universe and that makes him a must get for me uh next up in the tradition of spoiling skeletor's new form before the cartoon airs <laughs> this we have, by the way listeners this is the moment where matt is just going to start getting angrier and angrier because <laughs> these reveals are way too revealing for someone who doesn't even want to watch the trailer to things so it's yeah true. I will say, though. Bear in mind, it's it's taking a lot out of Matt to do this, but he's doing it for you, listeners. Judging from the teasers that we'll see in a little bit here, at least this seems like it's going to be, like, this is the skeleton we're going to see from scene one onward. Sure. Whereas, you know, not we're not trying to pick on Revelation. We're just saying... I remember us watching that, and it's like Skelegod was the big final moment of episode five before the break and waiting for the second five to drop, but it was the very first toy that we ever saw revealed for the line. Yeah. So it was like, 
all right, so that should have been a <gasps> moment, but it was like, oh, there, there's that toy finally. Now's the moment. Okay. Right. <laughs> so at least for this, like I said, I mean, we saw at the end, if you haven't watched Revelation yet, I don't know why you haven't, but if you haven't, spoiler alert, at the very end of it, Skeletor gets pumped full of the nanotech by Motherboard, and we don't see the form he turns into, but it's like we knew this was coming. Yeah. Um, I had speculated that we would see something a lot more akin to New Adventures Skeletor. This definitely is not. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how I feel about that, honestly. I think it's because I do love that New Adventures Skeletor design. Like, I get that in the, the cartoon in the 90s, it was really goofy. But, like, we've seen that it can be a really good design. Um, but I do appreciate that they did us something new here. I like how they incorporated the Havoc staff uh, into, the, like, the arm cannon. Um, and as we'll see in a little bit here, he can actually use that to... He can spread the motherboard infection himself. So... Uh, he's definitely going to be something we messed with. I like the robotic demon three-toed feet. Um, they gave him they gave him the pupils, but the, it looks like a power symbol when you like get up close. Like it's uh, uh, it's fun. Uh, it's fun. I like it. It's okay. It, it doesn't <laughs> really. It, it really it doesn't do much for me. Again, like uh, I think a. A majority of my viewing of this stuff will come from the fact that Revelation still feels like it's playing in sand of how it works instead of concrete. And so, like, this one, I feel just as a show, I'm just going to say it as a show, I am probably more curious based on what has been leaked. Yeah. But then I've also seen things like this, and I've seen him in the leak as yeah. the animated and it, it's it's just kind of like it doesn't it, it, like it doesn't do much. It feels almost like if what you're talking about with that power sword and this, it almost feels like this could be the transition phase to them adopting a new adventures vibe if they do a third. Right. And I don't know how I feel about that. Still, I so, think like, it could be really good if done right. Like there mm -hmm. is good. Nuggets in new adventures. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting if they go that route. As as a figure, looking at this, it doesn't do much for me. It honestly, like looking at it on my screen right now, it looks like a hodgepodge of a figure, and that's I think part of what it doesn't do much for me. It literally feels like somebody pop and swap this thing to make like a Skeletor they haven't had, and I'm like. Well, that's cool, but maybe do this instead or something. And granted, you know, that that's not a possibility here. But for me, like Guildo Orco, cool. Yeah. This, okay, he's there. It's a new Skeletor. We got to put Skeletor in there somewhere. So, yep, yep. I'll be curious. And uh, it, it'd be kind of fun if this, you know, if this led to new adventure Skeletor. Like, so he, he, because remember about motherboard, not only does it enhance them cybernetically, physically, but it's yeah. also like a mind control thing. It's a cult, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
So it'd be kind of cool if like he breaks it, but he's still left with his nanotech, and so then he he he's reborn as New Adventures Skeletor. Like that could that could be a fun little thing too. It, it it definitely could. And honestly, like if they can pull it off where it is more interesting than the original one, yeah. More power to them for that, no pun intended. But I mean that if they if it made me want to watch the whole thing, I'd be like, okay, that's impressive that you got me to sit through that. All right, and there is a shot of him in the the new Masterverse uh, packaging, which is a lot more cardboard, well, a lot more covered up. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure what the point of it is, really, other than to get the artwork on front as well, but I, I'm I'm torn because I... Overall, I like the, the color scheme better. I like the... They've added more of the red especially up top by the Masterverse logo. They've actually got the exploding rocks with a red background. Um, I like this color scheme better than the blue, but I don't like seeing the having the figure so covered up. To me, I want to see the toy on the toy shelf. Um, mm-hmm. Well, this, this almost feels like Mattel responding to Hasbro doing no plastic on the packaging for a while. Right. And but that's that's the weird thing is there is still a plastic window there. Like no, he's no, still I, I, completely covered. They, but yes, they, it, it definitely reminds me of that. But they still use the plastic anyways. It's it's very it, it, it's it's just like I, I won't say Mattel does this all the time, but Mattel does have that non-committal vibe about them where they'll see Hasbro go. Those figures feel all the time like they're they're Marvel Legends legends figures with new articulation and all that stuff yeah but it took them this long to get to that point and then it's like here's this well we're not going to do the whole thing like hasbro we're going to give you this much i actually feel worse for men on uh, mint inbox collectors Mm -hmm. because some of those collectors probably would like a cohesive design throughout their collection of what this will be and they figured that was how it was supposed to look ever since the line began. And now they're changing it up to this. And there's a part of me that's like, I I personally think this is more eye-catching than what they've been doing. Because the, the colors really hit you more. Oh, but again, this is like, they changed it up so drastically now that, again, if you, if you have the OCD of it needs to all look the same way man are you gonna be pissed when this hat hits 100%. Um, so yeah that looks like it for that one let's go over to the other master verse here uh so first off we got a movie 87 movie version of evil lynn this yeah. one took me by surprise for multiple reasons but i'll let sean go first Oh, um, I, I like, like Matt said, I was pretty surprised to see this because I figured the most that we were going to get movie wise would have been the Dolph and Frank, uh, Skeletor, He-Man and Skeletors, just because classics had already done that. So the fact that now we're getting a figure that they didn't do in classics, it's like, okay, so are you going to eventually do Teela? Are you going to do Man at Arms? Are you going to do... You know, like, are we yep. going to get the troops, the, the you know, Skeletor shock troops eventually or whatever? Um, 
I'm okay with this. I I think detail wise, it looks like a a really well sculpted figure, but I don't have the other two, so it's more I'm I appreciate that it's there, but I probably won't be picking her up. Yeah, it was it was a big surprise. It's one that definitely should be made. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Looking at it though, I'm just like that doesn't look like Meg Foster in the slightest. Like I know there were criticisms about the Dolph and Frank heads for the He-Man Skeletor that came out, but I felt those at least resembled this one. I'm looking at this and I'm like Meg Foster has such a distinctive face that it looks mm-hmm. off. I could get past that. If if it was a good representation, but those colors are just so weird to me, and I don't, I don't know if it's just the brightness of 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 the figure and like the move. The movie is definitely a dark movie. The eighty seven movie is lit darkly, um, yeah. but her colors just see, just seem too vibrant, too too pink. Like I don't. I just the the color deco is just ruining it for me. I like it just it does not say movie evil Linda me. Well, you know, the sculpt's pretty much there. I mean the sculpt looking at this the sculpt and I had to blow it up on my phone cuz like facially yeah. it's almost like she's almost there. There's there, Yeah, like I said, I I could get over the face if if I felt the colors of the costume looked better. And, and, and the thing is with, with everything since origins has hit, I know as fans, everybody's like, you know, Oh, well, masters is a very bright and colorful brand. But when you look at the older figures, I'm like, it's bright, but it's not that bright. Yeah, and when you see how they've interpreted that in ever since they've reintroduced these figures, it's like they've gone off the deep end of how bright bright should be, and this is a, a good case in point in my opinion. Yes, the the movie is a darker movie, but this is definitely it, it's too amped up on the color scheme. It should be more subdued. It should be a little darker gray. And, you know, like the purple should be more, maybe a darker purple or whatever. And And the bodysuit was more of a white. And her face was, I guess that's another, like her, in the movie, her face was really pale. And she had that bright red lipstick. Like it was that contrast. That And here it just Mm -hmm. looks like grandma. Like, you know, it just. No, I I completely agree with that. Because it it does, it, it does feel like. From the sculpt here, it looks like that's her hair. It doesn't yeah. look like it's a it's a helmet or whatever that would be because you never saw her hair in the original. Right. But even like her, if I remember right, her her face didn't come to a point. Her chin wasn't as pointed as this, mm-hmm. and that's another thing that I think is throwing me off. It, it's like it's almost there. Like it it isn't nearly as as bad as the Dolph head that we saw, Mm-mm. but I think it's, it's still, it, it, I feel like they could tinker with it just a little more, but I doubt they're going to. It it's point. all, it's all in the deco. Like, and we get that that was a bodysuit that she was wearing, 
but to me it was to make her skin seem like that white because they did the pale white face, yeah, the pale white bodysuit, and now you've got a normal human colored face in a pink bodysuit, like yeah. So if you could do that, get those get those whites in there, bring down the 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 brightness of the colors, you know. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this would be a great one. And I know a lot of people say they can't do it, even though they're now doing it. Like Vac Metal would have been amazing on this figure because yeah. she was that armor was all shiny in the movie. Um, but if nothing else, we've seen paint jobs that make it look pearlescent with a little bit of a, a sheen to it. Like mm-hmm. that would have helped a lot with this figure, I think. Agreed. And also, I mean, in the case of this. If they would have gone back metal, the chipping problem wouldn't be nearly as much <laughs> as something like another brand that was released. And obviously yeah. a certain somebody that's a co-host on Friday nights went a little bit off the deep end about that as well. But this would have been a, a great case of you don't have to move this figure so much that the vac metal won't chip nearly as easily. And you have this really cool representation. then. Absolutely. So, yeah. Oh, right. And next we've got the new Eternia Triclops, mm-hmm. um, which is basically your standard Triclops, as you think of him. Uh, two swords, one toy-esque, one mini-comic-esque. Uh, a whole separate visor, for some reason. I did not hear why. Um, different textures, looks like. And he's actually got the sash, like the original mini comic. Uh, which mm-hmm. definitely looks removable. Um, yeah, it, it's a decent Triclops. I, the thing that turns me off the most, honestly, is the texture on the visor. I'm not sure why, but it just, I don't know. It just throws it off a little bit for me. I think for for a better Triclops, if you were able to get the deluxe one that was released with the alternate motherboard Colt robes. Yeah. Um, I think that's a better Triclops, but this one would definitely be serviceable in your display if you have no Triclops. Yeah, agreed. I, my my personal thing about it is I just like that they got the uh, the sash yeah. on there because I I do like mini comic Triclops, and I wish there could have been. Um, I know we I know I know the deal with that, but I, again, classics that would have been a great. Here, I want to see it that way. Um, so, in that in that perspective, it's still fun that they gave that option. And yeah, I agree. If I would have gotten this one, he would have gone with that more tech looking visor than the one that has scales all over it. Yeah, it makes him look like he's affiliated with the Snake Men when it when he has a visor looking like that. Yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah, it just it's a little off for me, but. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm just, I am glad to see Triclops getting some love though, because a lot of times he's kind of forgotten about, and he was one of Skeletor's original warriors. Um, yeah, and one of my favorite, really. All right, and that brings us to New Eternia Mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very classic looking. Uh, yeah, other than the fact that he comes with a new shield that's got the 
blue Road Ripper logo on it, which is a neat nod to, I believe it was Top Toys that released the blue Road Ripper overseas. Um, he comes with the extending necks, and this is one I'm definitely going to be getting because I do not have a Mechanek in my collection, and this one is basically just vintage Mechanek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, uh, with classics what got me was when you look at that head the way the helmet fit it would make his eyes be like all sorts of like up here like marty feldman or something yeah so the thing that i i'm really impressed by is the helmet looks the right way on him in this and it it actually it's probably one of the better iterations since the original Mm -hmm. the vintage one that i've seen yeah, so, and you've even got like you talked about with Kristar, like you've got you've got a gap there. There's some shadow yeah. and there's some space that shows clearly. You know, it's so easy to sculpt that and just make the mouth and nose. Yeah. You know, it just sit there vacuum sealed basically. But this actually took did some depth to make it. No, this is clearly a helmet sitting on top. Here. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, I I gotta hand it to him on top of that. You know, like giving him a little thing like the shield. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, I appreciate that with this line a lot because it's a little added something. It, even if you have, you know, like the, all the versions leading up to now, vintage through Origins, there's still a little something extra why this one, it would appeal if you think that that's a fun little thing to have that shield and stuff. And, yeah, I, I like it. I, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of Mechanic. I'm cool with him. Right. Like, like uh, he, he's got like Curtis, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, I, I, I probably wouldn't hang out with him a lot because I, I, I would just be like, Hey, it's Mechanek. That's cool. You know, and get a drink with him and be like, well, I'm going to hang out with He-Man now or something. But, um, but it, it is a really cool interpretation of him. No, completely agree. He's going to look great on my shelf. You know, it's funny. I just thought about it. For everybody who took off their helmets in 2000X, we saw Duncan's ponytail, we saw Ram Man's plate. They yeah. never took off Mechanic's helmet in, in Mike Young. That's nope. interesting. Maybe someday we'll see it. Maybe. Oh, yeah. We called it last episode. Here, here we go. Here's your boy. <laughs> the new Eternia snout spout. And they definitely leaned into an angrier elephant. They added the tusks, you know. Um, the the bodysuit looks great. Uh, prime, my only complaint is, and I, I understand that the vintage had the pink gloves, but I, I really think on this one, the pink gloves are a little glaring. That's my one complaint about that, that this figure. I wish they'd made the gloves to match the boots. I think that would have helped the design a little bit better. But I will take, or 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 even the red of his bands, you know. Pick one of those colors. He didn't need another pink one. But other than that, he looks amazing, and I am I'm going to be glad to add him to my shelf. Yeah, the... Again, like Masterverse is making me love characters that I am not like when I think Masters of the Universe, Snout's Mouth doesn't 
it, he doesn't come up in my top three the minute I hear that name. Well, you're wrong, but you go I, well, no, I just like other character. <laughs> but, but when I see this, it's like this is the closest we're ever going to get to an action figure that is similar to the NECA Staction for 2000X, that that was the first time that I remember seeing Snoutspout and going, okay, he's not a joke anymore. I think this is great. And this is definitely a good progression with him in the line. Uh, I mean, honestly... What I mean, you, you your thing about the gloves, I can see that. That doesn't bother me for some reason. Uh, it, it, uh, like, for me, it is what it is there. Um, I even like that he has the um, the hoses coming out of his belt and all yep. that stuff. So it's like the little things like that, and that's part of why I love 2000X. I love that it's still going through this line. Um, the only thing for me... And this is something that I'm sure they wouldn't be able to do because it's uh well where else would we use this again? Is I kind of wish they could have done the 2000x uh, boots to make them really have that vibe about. Oh it. yeah, at like More elephant feet. Yeah, I I always thought that that was cool, but again, like I said, I could see why they didn't do that because where else were they going to put that yeah. on a you know reuse of tooling? But I mean, yeah, like. Mechanic, uh, Snout Spout, Ram Man in, in New Attorney and stuff. I mean, these are all characters that I, I'm fine with them. I like them. Mm -hmm. They're not as high on my list, but they're making me look at them in a whole new way with this line and going like, man, that's a great version of this. Yep. And, you know, I got to give them credit where credit's due. Yeah, and even if you look at the belt, he's got some sort of a thing going on there where it's like a pressure gauge or maybe yeah. Just from tank to tank, like there's a little dial, um, and I'm assuming that red piece will be movable. Um, if not, it's supposed to look like it is. So, yeah, just a lot of neat touches. I never did see him from behind the back, so I'll be curious to see if they went the full-on tanks or not. I assume they're back there, especially with the hoses going back there, but I haven't actually seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't either, and I was thinking that you could kind of get the hint of them, but I can't see. Yeah, I think they're. I think I kind of see them too. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll definitely be ready for some more pictures. Um, all right, and then we got the new Eternia Man at Arms. Uh, comes with two heads, one mustache, one non-mustache. Even the helmets on them are a little bit different. Uh, and he's got his mace with the ball and chain that pops out of it uh, from the early concept artwork. Other than that, he's pretty much a Man at Arms. So, yeah. I will I, say, I, go ahead. Oh, I'm just I'm just happy they kept the uh, non-mustached uh, version in there somewhere because, for as much as filmation had that as a thing, the non-mustached <laughs> version is the one that I first knew. So I've always liked that version more than mustache, and I like that they do have the mace with you know the ball coming out of it in this one. That's always <clears throat> a idea. Yeah, and the, the mustached head actually has the more concept art conquistador helmet. Yep. Which is fun. Yeah. And actually if you it's funny because yes, we all know the original toy came out with no mustache, and that's where we get that version. But if you look at the concept art for the original, he had the mustache in the concept art. So mm -hmm. uh, I like that they did that with the conquistador helmet. 
to because it's easy to go the original you know mini comic without the mustache and everything but yep. they, they took it to the concept art so that's fun the <laughs> other thing too real quick is one little design thing that i love every time is i always love now when they have the fur coming out of the armor on the sides mm -hmm. that's just one of those like uh, i know probably more often than not people wanted to have the vintage merman head look like the back of the card art merman head yeah but for me when i was a kid i wanted that fur to come out of man in arms armor because it just it was one more layer of him looking more like a barbarian meets techno guy and right. you know i i always thought that was a great little touch and when they did it in, in classics I was, and they did it in 2000X too, actually. Mm -hmm. So, but when both both of those versions it just made me so happy that that little detail was finally added in. So I love it that they did it here too. It's funny, Man at Arms has, as a character, has always been just one of those like. He's a character I take for granted. Like he's got to be there, and he's always there, but he's not necessarily a favorite of mine. So I'm definitely getting a little bit of man-at-arms fatigue here because it seems like he's getting a ton of love. And I'm sure some people are like, well, he deserves it. And I'm sure he does. But, like, for me personally, I'm just like, you know, we had we had the Revelation. We had the Deluxe. we had, Now we're getting this one along with, you know, obviously he's a version of him is prominent in the CGI. I'm just like, yeah, man-at-arms can take, take a rest for a little bit. I, <laughs> that's just me, though. Well, I I don't know. Like I, my eyes opened to him more in 2000X than anything else. Yeah, like 2000X Revelation, both of those versions I thought were really really interesting as a character and pretty compelling. But um, yeah, he for me he's he's usually I gotta admit he doesn't really hit my top ten for masters probably ever. He he's kind of like. He's kind of like your dad. You kind of know dad will be there. Right. So he's there. But you have all these other friends that you're more in. If you had to make a list of the people that you love, dad would be there eventually. But your friends would probably take up more of the list or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's all I'm saying. Like, I, like a lot of people like to say that about Stratos predominantly in the community. Like, he's yeah. just a character that's there. Like, for me, Man-at-Arms is that character. Like, mm -hmm. I get it, he's important to the story, blah, 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 but he's just like, but you give me almost any other character or man-arms, I'm like, give me that that other guy. Like, uh, it depends who it is, but yeah, I can agree with you on that one. Yeah, so. I think we all got that character. Um, okay, and that wraps up that. Let's go. No, 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 I want that one last. I think I lost a tab in here. Uh, I did lose a tab. All right, so we will go. We'll talk about Motherboard right quick. I should have started with her. Um, yeah, so they revealed this was their San Diego Comic Con exclusive, uh, also available on Mattel Creations. Uh, she is a whopping figure. I believe they said 16 inches tall. Uh, heck of a wingspan, uh, and she was available at the show last week, and I think she is still available. I'll check on that. Sean, what do you think? 
Um, I was surprised that they went there, to be honest. Um, the, I, I, I feel like when, it, when I say that, it's always the, well, when we were kids and we'd watch an episode of the show, we weren't necessarily going to get that figure, you know? Right. So, like, to see this, it's like, all right, that's, that's kind of cool that they have it out there for the people that want it. And I do like that it is oversized. So then that makes me go, the potential of having other oversized figures down the line, maybe? Question mark. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, based on what Motherboard looks like, I think she's a really good version of the fi- of the uh, character. Yeah, and it's F- it's it's one of those that's like, like you, it's like I didn't see it coming, but it makes perfect sense with especially with how she's going to factor into uh, Revolution, obviously. And, you know, this whole upcoming season, like, it makes perfect sense to release her here. Um, And honestly, she is really tempting to me. I have not pulled the trigger yet because it's not the greatest week for me to do that. But it's like, I'm really tempted. She looks really great in the photos. And... uh, yeah, she is still available right now. $65, MattelCreations.com. Um, yeah, expected to ship on or before August 18th. I need to find. Uh, okay, so let's go to... We will go here. Boom! <laughs> this was all you needed from the San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. For our audio listeners, go ahead. For our audio listeners, we uh, Matt just pulled up a uh, post for one of his absolute favorites in Masters of the Universe ever. Cyclone, who is now in Origins. And I wanted this figure so bad. They did some cool... They got his ring on the back. They've got cool effects for to replace his hands. But I am so disappointed because Cyclone had such an iconic face... And they made it look like he had botched plastic surgery. <laughs> I I have a feeling they were trying to give him a bit more of an Asian influence in his face. That's what it looks like to me. Um, but I've shared on here before, like one of my iconic memories, like when I first got Cyclone... You know, back in the day when I just got toys from the the thrift store, no packaging, no bio, no nothing, I just got him. I initially thought he was like a space variant of He-Man. Because that's, and everyone's talked about over the years, Cyclone has blue He-Man face. He has that very strong, heroic, barbaric face, but blue. Yeah. And this figure does not have it. (laughs) Like... 
So it still looks like a great figure, but I I'm definitely disappointed that for Origins, which has been all about recreating the vintage toy, that they try they tried to to swerve and not commit to his vintage face. That's disappointing. Well, I mean, uh, I I'm not trying to take pot shots at Origins, but they have yet to have a version of He-Man's face that is working as far as I'm concerned. So the fact that... But they've this, tried. They've tried, but I still... You can tell that it. they're trying to hit that vent. Besides that first one with He-Man. Yeah. They've tried to emulate it. This didn't they've even tried. try. Go on. They've tried. But this, like, like me personally looking at this, it doesn't look that much different for me but i also am not somebody who gazed into him lovingly the way that you might have as a child because he's one of your favorites um i i think it's i think it's more than serviceable to say that at the least like it's it feels more like cyclone than he-man feels like he-man to me in the line so I'll, i'll just i'll leave it at that um for the face, but I love, I love that they kept the the rings because in 2000 X, I always loved that that added an extra something to that character. Like when you see the the silhouette of him, those rings actually made him look very powerful looking. There was like something about those that just had that like, that's a weapon you don't want to see him use. It it it, it was really cool. And the fact that they do the tornado hands on top of that. Yeah, those are awesome. Th- that it, the minute I saw those, I'm like, oh man, it's probably going to feel Christmas came early. So now David Clark's got my back. David Clark has your back. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> now look at this. I sent it to you uh, privately yep. as well. I'm looking. I'm looking. And tell me that they tried to do that vintage face like you just did. This was not a miss. This was an intentional redesign. Well, here's the thing that like that's a better close up than I could have gotten with the other ones. So yeah, I can see what you're saying based see on what I mean? this. But and that's all I'm saying. They definitely this wasn't no, they... like the He-Man where they tried to recreate the vintage head and missed it. This is they took Cyclone and they said, we're going to give him a new face. He definitely, it, it almost looks like he should be a character in Milan. Yep. That's now. exactly, they tried to Asianify him. And, and, and honestly, like, I mean, they've been doing that since 2000X, uh, not, not the toy, but in the show, they always had him having the pair, uh, you know, he'd always have those um, like Zen thoughts yeah. he'd off up in the middle of anything. Yep. So and they they always had that vibe like Anwat Gar became more of like an Asian influence place in Eternia, so I feel like they're leaning into that every time that they have this character, and and honestly I would have preferred them just to go MYP with it where he had you know a more angular face like if they had even gone that way where they're like well we're just gonna do the Anwat Gar version of him. Like, okay, at least that would have been, like, some legitimacy. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. 
we decided we use the rings, we use the face, and then the vintage body. Okay, like I, I could get behind that. Yeah. But you wind up with this, that's really neither. And it's just it's just a minor disappointment. Because mm-hmm. that's what we're here to do. We're here to nip it. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we've got Extendar. Uh, this is one that I've never had a great connection to the character, but he looks amazing. He looks like Extendar should, um, and it looks like he's actually going to work like Extendar should. Judging from the pictures, those are not extensions. It looks like he's actually going to pull out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just heard pull and pray now. <laughs> we are a family show. 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 But, but, um, even though uh, Extendar will not have any kids because no, his pullout game is strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could be wrong. They could be extensions, but just the way it it just it doesn't look like it to me from here. Yeah. Again, he he's one he. He would be very low on my list of of the heroic warriors for masters. I had him as a kid, and uh, like I probably played with him for about a week. So it's like it's it, again they're completing the vintage line. Mm-hmm. It's good that that he's coming out in that way if you're a completist. Um, and honestly, like every version other than the vintage version makes him look better than the vintage version ever could in my opinion because he always had a he he was like a little chubby kid that joined in to play versus like now he looks heroic and same with classics at least so um yeah he, but he is he as a character i feel like he could be redesigned into something really cool uh you know taking leaning into the night aspect and I'm not sure exactly where to take him, but like, there's something like him, him as he is, has never really excited me, Mm -hmm. but I feel like the concept could be an amazing character. They just need to, to do something with him. I'm not, I'm not even sure what at this point, but he's just that this might be a good idea for a remastering. Like what, how can we make extend our, more of his own character and a little bit cooler. Like it's, yeah. it's just one of those things. It's like he's got a neat concept, but I've never been wowed by the execution. Same here. And, and like, I mean, in the in the mini comic, he's kind of a sad character. Yeah, which I think doesn't really help on top of that because as a kid, you know, he's this kind of like I don't really contribute. He, he's almost like Mechanic the sequel. Because well, that's at least had his episode in two two thousand X that had that vibe about it. Like he's the emo version of that. <laughs> so. I mean, it doesn't help either that his neck extends as well as the rest of his body. So like, it's always kind of. I remember there was even the fanfic thrown around that you know, mech like Extendar is mechanic upgraded type thing, and I'm like, I don't like that either. I don't like that. No, so. But- but yeah, he he's one of those characters where it's like, I don't know, like it, like just spitballing. I mean, if if you had your own canon and said, okay, there's Stridor. Well, yes, he looks like someone who should be riding Stridor into battle more than even uh, Fisto. 
mm-hmm. or, or He-Man or something. He, he's got that night vibe. And even in classics, they had the Lance with him, at least, like we were talking about. So it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like it, almost doing something along those lines <clears> where he <throat> is an attorney and guard who ended up going through something like this and becoming it. It, uh, the the thing for me, and the only time this is cool is extending body parts is always weird until I watch the first Incredibles movie, and when you see how um, Elastigirl jumps from building to building, almost like Spider Man through it, that was right. cool. But if it's Mister Fantastic or Extendar or, or Plastic Man, I'm always like, I, it's a gimmick. It always feels just. Like, you don't need Mr. Fantastic to be that guy and stretch all over the place because it's all about his head. It's all about his brain, you know? Like, in this case, he needs to have something else to make that power be, like, supportive of it, maybe. Or, uh, you know, in addition, because he's literally a one-trick pony, even more than Mechanek, in my opinion. Yeah, and he can't even extend that far. He gets like two inches. Like, yeah, it's like it'd be two inches taller. I just hit six yeah. foot. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he looks like he should, and looks like he's going to have a great action feature. So mm-hmm. I'm happy. Ah, uh, and then we did get the filmation beast man. We'll loop it back on him in a little bit. We'll kind of go through all those together at the end. Uh, there he is in packaging. Uh, New Eternia Trap Jaw. Yep. Um, definitely looks like a trap jaw. Um, definitely does. <laughs> he's got his three attachments, and he comes with a sword. So uh, yep. this is this is one. Um, another of the New Eternia where I, I, I felt they could have gone a little bit more, honestly. Like... Uh, I, w- I just wish they played him up a little bit because he, he just looks like a trap jaw, unfortunately. Like, and that that's definitely not a bad thing if you don't have a trap jaw, but I just feel he's missing some of the pizzazz that really makes the new Eternia characters for me. Yeah, I uh, my my first reaction when I saw the photos of him were like, I feel like Mattel's kind of cribbing a little bit on Mondo now because yeah. that that um, mechanical side definitely has a little more of like a Mondo-esqueness with what they did recently in the figure versus just the the original toy or classics or whatever. And it's like, I, there's a part of me that wishes at some point, I, I don't know if they ever will or not. Like I miss the 2000X, how over crazy design that always was. Yeah. And I, I always felt like ever since that has been that version of Trapjaw, every version who goes back to the vintage version, it always feels like there's a little more creativity to this that you could be going to and making that nuts looking yeah. and really making that pop. And every single time, uh, it's like even with classics, he was one of the one of the last ones of like the main core Skeletor evil villains. And I was just like begrudgingly buying that one because I needed him for that. Versus, yep. I still love the 2000X vibe about it. Yeah, it would have been fun if they'd gone a little bulkier, added in yeah. the scars and everything. Like, um, I'll probably still get this because I don't have a trap jaw, and he is definitely a trap jaw. But it is it is a missed opportunity, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. One oh. other one. 
realized in the background of I forget I, I think it was Extendar or something. Rock on is we'll also. Get there. We'll oh, get there. okay. All right. I'm pretty sure he's we'll surprising there. me because I I know I didn't send that one over. So. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. There's definitely some that were missing here, so. Yeah. Let me go. That's for later. We did that. Just trying to clear up some of my tabs here, guys. So we keep bringing you the news. All right. So now we're going to jump over to Toy Arc and get some of the ones that we have missed. Uh, share this. Sorry for the delay, guys. Yes. There we go. All right. I forgot about this one. Yeah. So they Masterverse released, uh, thanks to Toy Arc here, Masterverse released a new version of Battle Armor He-Man that is much closer to the regular version, or the vintage version. Mm. Um, and he will come with a very... Uh, let's see it there. Eh, yeah. Uh, a very toy accurate battle axe, which we have not seen in a minute. And he'll come with a regular He-Man harness and one damaged plate, which is a little disappointing. If you're going to do a plate, do it the second one as well, in my opinion. But uh, definitely a lot closer than the new Eternia battle armor He-Man they previously released. Yeah. And a I... new head sculpt for He-Man on top of that. Yeah. I, I mean, this one... For me, it looks looks like a very animated looking He Man mm -hmm. than what I would have expected this to be. I do like the armor on it, actually. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's like I said, very animated looking. So you got that flat uh, paint job on it, but I don't know. Like Battle Armor He Man's always one that it it pops my interest every time because I just think that's a such a cool variant. Mm -hmm. But I. I <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. I was like, who the hell posed this? <laughs> yeah, he definitely needs needs a more dynamic pose. I think that's the biggest thing going against him, is it's very much like the kid's toy room. Like, uh, it, it literally looks like when my son leaves my, my office area and I see where my toys look, and I'm like, come on, man. A little wider stance. Put the, you know, make him look like he's going to go. This is, yeah. but... Otherwise, I, I don't know. That head sculpt to me looks decent. Like, I know that um, that Faker now is, like, the biggest one people yeah. are like, in love with. And this feels like they're trying to get He-Man there, finally. And looks all right. I'm almost wondering if this is going to be our revolution He-Man head sculpt. Like... Because they went the, for the for Revelation, they went the more friendly, like, hi, yeah. you know, I'm He-Man. And now it's a little bit more serious. Like, so I have a feeling we'll be seeing this head sculpt around. That, make, that makes way more sense with saying it looks animated to me. So, yeah. yeah. It'd be kind of cool if he comes up with the battle armor in this uh, next series, too. I would not oh, say no. I, I would be thrilled to finally see a variant He-Man in something other than 2000X, finally. Mm -hmm. Uh, all right, 
got a few more of him. There's a better shot. Yeah, and and especially the reason that he comes with the animated H harness. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. also what kind of lends me to think, like, there might be a chance. Yeah. Uh, and we did get our look at Sorceress Tila um, right out of Revelation and soon-to-be Revolution. I still really like what they did with the design for her for the for the cartoon. Like, I think it's a great blend of warrior, goddess, sorceress. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's one I'll probably pick up as well, because um, I, I do like that. Yeah, this one, I I know, uh, co-host on Offworld, Jesse Arnold. Mm-hmm. He, he was really struck with this one. He, he thought it was quite a nice-looking figure. I like it. I mean, if you have um, the sorceress from Revelation already, this would yep. be a great one to put right next to her on your shelf. And yeah, mother daughter, right there. Exactly. And, and I agree. Like that design pops for me. I love how it, they made it her own, and she has a distinctive look. She's not just taking over the way her mom looked in the yep. role. Or going completely off script and going with the. I know a lot of people like to put her the into snake. the green. Yeah. Goddess look when she becomes sorceress. I've never, I liked it in um, Eternity War because it served a story purpose. But other than that, it's like uh, for her actually ascending to the throne, I think this really nailed what I wanted to see and I never knew I wanted to see. Agreed. Uh, those are revealed. Uh, nice. Big display at Comic-Con there. There's the motherboard we talked about. I still might pull the trigger. I'm going to skip through these ones we've already talked about here. Vicron. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's, it still blows my mind. Out of all the Masterverse figures they've released, that Vicron, every time I see him, is one where I'm like, I love that. I don't know... I don't know what they did to sweeten that one for me, but I just he's he works for me way better than most of the other figures in the line. Yep, yep. So. All right, so here's I think what Sean was alluding to. Yeah, this is um, where I yep. <laughs> we get our first Comet Warrior, and Rockon is up first, and this is the one that I had as a kid. I never had Stonegar. I only had Rockon. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like it's going to work just like it did. That looks that that's a new head peg with a slot. He's going to fold up into his little boulder. I always loved this guy as a kid. I'll be honest with you. The colors. And I hope when he folds up that the outside of the rock is like that shiny paint like it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. I, I always thought these guys were really cool. I know they get a lot of grief. Oh, he just turns into a boulder. But I'm like, but it's a cool looking boulder. <laughs> yeah, well, I I actually had to defend him on Toy Frenzy the one week because we were going over our least favorites or whatever at one point. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like Rock On. He was one when when I was a kid that I would always put him right next to He Man in my lineup because he was one of those figures and Stone Dart too. I had them both as a kid, and I I remember thinking. That they reminded me of Cup and Hot Rod from Transformers the movie. Yeah, especially after that. seeing that movie, there was this vibe about them because he's it, like Rockon always had that like he would probably be more the hot headed young warrior and Stone Dark. 
stay with us, lad. Don't do that, you know, or whatever. And 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 him being the one barging into the adventure and the danger. And so there was it was almost like a cross pollination thing that I loved about that that vibe about the character. And yeah, he turned into a, a an asteroid or a meteor or whatever. Yep. But you know what? I still thought that was cool. I didn't care. It didn't bother me. I was like, okay, once he grew out of that and he was the the action figure, mm-hmm. he just did his thing. And that was how I always played with him for the most part. Um, and I, it, this is one of those times where this and the vintage for me uh, beat how classics could do it. Because classics had the clip-on bits. Mm-hmm. And if you ever had that figure, e- either of those figures... I, I remember I had them for like a week and I was trying to work with those. That clip on stuff was driving me up the wall. I finally just sold them because I'm like, there's no point. Like you have to have those on to make them feel like the character. Yeah. And if I they like- keep falling off. <laughs> so, yeah, I never understood for me, for classics. It's like, I, I get why they did the snap on. But mm-hmm. for me, I, I always felt that they should have just, sculpted the plates to them not had them fold up and just include a boulder accessory for classics that would have been like just have the figure and then have the boulder like Mm -hmm. i didn't i don't need my classics to transform yeah Um, exactly but origins i think they 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 actually solved kind of both those problems because they've included cuts in the plates so you can see where he'll i'm sure it'll be limited articulation but he's still got elbow articulation because there's two plates there's an upper plate and a lower plate now and same he's got the thigh plates but then he's got the leg plates and they're they're separate so you'll still get a little bit Mm -hmm. of articulation points on there but still able to fold him up so kind of best of both worlds here so really nicely done on the engineering for this Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then we did get our first looks. Obviously, the flocked moss man is hidden stores now. We've seen that before. Uh, but we also saw Lady Slither and Fangor, both creations of Axel Yamina's. Um, and this is Lady Slither's first time in action figure form. So uh, Fangor looks great, just, you know, an Origins version of the Classics version. Uh, and Lady Slither, they did include a pair of Tila repainted legs that you can swap out for her snake body, her snake lower body. Uh, mm-hmm. And fun fact, I did see somebody post, they were playing around with it at the booth apparently, and that snake tail is compatible with other origins. So you can pop that off of Lady Slither and you know, I think they, I think it was, oh, it was Cobra Khan. They had Cobra Khan upper body on the snake tail. So (laughs) uh, lots of fun plug and play there. Yeah. Uh, I I know you hate snakes. No, here's, okay. (laughs) Here's where I've become a hypocrite. If they could have done something like this in the original line, I might not have been the way I was about this because it, it just, like I said, it all just felt like here's all of these snake-themed figures. But when you introduce a character like Lady Slither, 
she kind of pumps them up to a different level than I had them as as a kid. It, it almost it almost has like a Conan vibe now to them compared to wrestler King Hiss with the the creepy smile that makes you want to <laughs> keep the kids away from that figure and all that. This this has this almost like a goddess snake yeah. warrior vibe that I'm like that works. I think it's great. I I wish this would have come out 30 years ago because that would have made me probably appreciate the Snake Man more than I do any day of the week now. But, um, but yeah, I, I really think this is a great figure to add to the line and to the mythos. Yeah. No, she looks she looks great. It's definitely something. Looking back now, 2020 hindsight, obviously it's always easier. But, and I know Mike Young, we saw the episode 40 comic, so I know their plan was to bring King Hiss back. Mm-hmm. But it took me until Mike Young... I mean, I never hated the Snake Men, but it took me until Mike Young to really consider them like a force to be reckoned with, you know? Yeah. And it would have been kind of cool if instead of going back, to, well, we're going to resurrect King Hiss, if King Hiss had actually died in Mike Young, but then, like, they summon Lady, Lady Slither to lead them after his death and like progress the story along. Like mm-hmm. that could have been a fun thing to do there. Um, and so it's not just a retread of everything. Absolutely. All right. We've got, all right. And now the big reveal of the con, uh, they are going back to the well and they are starting the Ma- He-Man in the Masters of the Universe 80s mm-hmm. cartoon line. Um, this this is interesting. So obviously filmation inspired. Let me see if I can get to a shot of the packaging. I don't know if we have it in here. Um, no, it doesn't look like they do, unfortunately. Uh <laughs> Definitely the packaging is very uh, Helmation inspired. And I closed everything out. But it doesn't say Filmation anywhere on it. So it's very it's 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 one of these weird things. And we'll discuss a little bit more in a minute. But we've got Tila, we got Man at Arms. Tila comes with the training robot. From uh, Pawns of the Game Master. Uh, Man Arms comes with with his ray from the Dragon Invasion. Like, they all had these cartoon-specific accessories. They've got Trapjaw there. Holding something. I can't tell what that is from the glare, honestly. Uh, we got Skeletor. Those are Snake Men from the already out four pack there's skeletor he comes with the masks of power from the filmation episode which was not the monsters that everybody loves um sean what are you thinking with the with this cartoon line i i i i think i think that mattel i think mattel is wise in understanding where a majority of the fans come from for masters. I, I I'll say that first and foremost, I think that this is interesting because I didn't expect them to go this route. 
but in in this weird way origins works better for me in this than classics and i mean like if i was a kid and these came out i would have been buying them left and right too because of the fact that you know holy crap now i can have the versions on the tv just like i have the vintage but you know now that i'm in my 40s and stuff it's like i'm glad they're there for the people that really want these filmation figures but i also heard there were people going well i got burned on the club grayskull stuff back in the right. day so should i even invest in this because you know what are the chances of them pushing this further and further to get characters that maybe we didn't get before yeah and uh it's funny, I, I have been vocal about, you know, I I have not seen a Filmation He-Man that I have loved. Um, I just, I don't think anyone's nailed it yet. Because I, I, I love Filmation He-Man. That's my He-Man. That's my go-to He-Man. Um, so I'm definitely a bit pickier. Club Grayskull He-Man was nowhere near that for me. That face was horrid. I still feel that way to this day. But I'm looking at these, and I won't say I'm in love, but I feel that these are the best interpretations I've seen. I would have gone apeshit over these as a kid. Definitely. Um... And I, I don't know what it is, but just something about them, I really feel like they've captured the essence of the Filmation cartoon more than any other toys that have come out trying to. No. And it is, I don't have the graphic here. I don't remember where I saw it. I'm sorry, guys. But it is actually an updated body. It is not just the Origins body. They yeah. bulked it up a bit. They redesigned the way the joints work. Like, it is an upgraded body. And, unfortunately, I don't have a great picture of the He-Man. This is probably the best one with him in the background. Um, but I actually I want that He-Man. I really do. I, I'm not sold on I want the whole line, but I want that He-Man. He looks amazing to me. Like, it is actually hitting me uh, in the feels. Like... <laughs> And let me, uh, we'll go back to this, the beast man here, just to show the packaging here. Um, and this is a line. If I collect it, I'm probably going to leave it in the packaging. Um, I'm not a big fan of that yellow eighties adventure burst. Um, but I can look past it. I, you know, I love having the he man and the masters of the universe logo. Uh, I wish, See, and this is what I'm talking about where it's so weird because it says down at the bottom their cartoon collection. It's literally the filmation font colors, but it says cartoon collection. You know, and that's the weird thing where my mind goes, what are the legal aspects here? Obviously, they had to get approval from DreamWorks to do this. The card back literally has filmation grayskull as the background, which I mm -hmm. love. Why could we not put filmation on here? These are obviously made in whatever agreement they have with DreamWorks. They have to be. I mean, it's the He-Man logo. It's the 
Filmation Grayskull. It's those cartoon likenesses. That's probably the, the only thing. If that had said Filmation at the bottom of it, that would have been perfection. But as it is, this is a line I can see myself getting, leaving it on card, hanging it up on the wall. Um, and I will definitely at least be getting He-Man and Skeletor out of this line, just for that reason. Because this actually hits me how I feel like for Skelly Vader and a lot of other guys, how the Origins figures hit them in the vintage feels. These guys are hitting me in the vintage feels. I feel like I feel like this is a zombie movie, and I, I, <laughs> I, I'm not trying to make any reference to fans who like this are zombies. No, I, I what I mean by that is. I literally feel like I'm one of the last remaining people in a zombie movie going, I got nothing now. Cause yeah. like, at least you and I were both like, okay, origins aren't our thing. And now you're like, I'm loving this. And I'm just sitting here. I, going, I'm the last man standing on uh, not, not much of the new stuff is doing it for me to buy it at yeah. least. And now all of a sudden you're in there and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm the man on the Island here. So, and that's but fine. I, yeah. I'm with that. I just, it, they got me. Like, I, looking at these and what they're doing, I'm just like, they got, like, these are, and like I said, it's something I wanted to like when Mattel started. I wanted to like it when Super 7 took it over, but I just felt they weren't hitting right. I mean, uh, but like I said, I think that, I think they really nailed it here. Like, I just... These these figures look great. Even the trap jaw, like he looks like he stepped off the screen. Tila, that's much better than any Tila that they came out with. She got the freaking training robot. Like, you know what I mean? It just uh you know, we got another man at arms, blah. But you know, I don't know. I just between like I said, between the between the packaging and the figure likenesses themselves, I think what would get you, Sean is if they released a line of mini comic figures where they looked just like they stepped out of those original mini comics, you know? So I, here, here's what I, I know what isn't getting me and, and, and I, no, I, I would agree with you, but here's the thing. And, and I, I'll, I'll go with being a snot at this point or a snob, but here's, here's what isn't getting me about origins or this or anything is, like the the sculpts and the detail aren't there and that's something like there there are little details like the the detail of the training robot is there but when i look at the sculpts for these they are not what i'd like to see like i want more detail in the sculpts and right. formation won't do that no this is what they I shouldn't see. this is this is a perfect example of why this should be an origins line and the fact they're doing it is that's brilliant the fact that they could do this and and create here's a first wave of every essential character that you needed from filmation and then if we go further than that getting you know a filmation man at arms or, or not man at arms we've been on man at arms all that randor marlena Rand oh yeah uh, Evelyn, uh, uh, Merman, whoever, you know, doing, doing that. And, and like for anyone who loves filmation, I could see that being like such a huge win for their collection. But for me, if they're going to do those mini comic inspired 
ones, I want them to look like an Alfredo Alcala musculature. That's what I'm I saying. Want them, I, I want all of that. If they could do it right. where it's, it's that detailed. And the other thing I don't like, and this is just me being who I am, I hate the legs and the feet of Origins, no matter what. I've never liked the flappy knees, and I know they've changed them, but they still don't work yeah. for me. And those legs and the feet and everything, they're all so small in proportion to, way, to the way that the figure should look that I can't go past that. As yeah. Me being who I am, I cannot look at those toys and see anything but misproportioned toys. And that's why classics are still my favorite. Because the minute I could stand a classic upright and that's how he should look, it's like, if you could do that with Alfredo Alcala and do mini comic versions... Yeah, you, I'd have to do a pre-order on that. That's what Absolutely. I'm saying. Absolutely. And that's that's where I am. So for me, you you nailed on the head. We're saying the same thing like because the origin for me, the classics version is my vintage toys upgrade. Yeah. So when yeah. Origins came out, I I don't need those because I've already got my toy versions. Yeah. But you know me. Yeah. It Filmation. always comes back to filmation for me Filmation. no matter what. No matter yeah. how great Mike Young was, no matter what they do, it will always go back to filmation for me. And these toys actually hit how I feel filmation. These are the toys I wanted as a kid. Yeah. I wanted that He-Man. I wanted that Skeletor. Mm -hmm. Imagine if they do an Orko that looks like he just came off the the, the television screen in this line. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So that's they, they got me. They no, got me. I, this is what I want. So that's what I was saying. For you, I completely understand why you're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. For me, this hits me in all the feels. I've got to, you know, honestly, even the more I'm looking at it, I'm like, I want I want one hanging up on my wall, but I kind of want to play around with one too. So this is Dude, probably a line where I'm gonna end up buying two. Now two I, yep. I can easily pass on man at arms, beast man, maybe like I don't see myself collecting the whole lot, but definitely He-Man, Skeletor, those are a must-buy for me. Um, and we'll have to see an Orko. He'd have to come home with me. Like if they did, if they did an actual filmation Shira in this style. Oh my god! Like I don't know. This could be this could be bad for me. This well, really it, like I didn't expect anything this big to come out of Comic Con for me. Mm -hmm. And but seeing this line, I'm like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> what what gets me as I'm, I, I it's my child mentality. Like when I was a kid, even if I get one, uh, like if I got He Man, yeah, in this line, and then you want Skeletor, and then if you see Tila and you pick her up, I would need to get a trap jaw. Or a beast man, because I'd feel weird knowing He Man's got a, a buddy, but Skeletor is all by himself. So then it's like my mentality as I've gotten older is if I get one for one set, I got to get one for the other set because it's just. <laughs> if, you, if you give a Sean a He Man, he's going to need a Skeletor. Yes. If you give a Sean a Skeletor, if you do, he's going to need an Evelyn. If you give exactly. a Sean an Evelyn, he's going to need a Tila. If you give a, a Sean a. Stridor, he's gonna need a Night Stalker. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the, the 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 programming way of collecting from the '80s has never been more true as when I'm in my '40s, looking at my bank account, going, 
oh shit. <laughs> you know, like, this is this is not where I need to be on this level, but here I am where I have to even my ranks out if I do one one and one. It's like Thanos or something. Like, yeah. well now I got one on the one side I need to I need to have the other half sorted out. It's oh my god. So it's it and so this is a perfect opportunity. I do want to throw out real quick. They never really highlight him in any of the pictures we had, but they did show Night Stalker as well, which is uh, basically a, I mean, repainted Stridor. Uh, and he also come, they kind of upgraded the base. They made it Snake Mountain Purple with kind of some of those Snake Mountain Bridge effects on it. So hmm. they went as much the extra mile as they could for him. Um, so that will be coming out as well. But one of the big news of the con is with them introducing the cartoon collection, not the filmation collection, because that'd be too awesome, is the news that they're going to completely change their distribution and Origins will be Mattel Creations. I'm not sure if it's only or like it was a little unclear from what I saw, but basically Origins will be available online only. They will at least be available at Mattel Creations. I'm assuming they'll still be available at like Entertainment Earth, Big Bad Toy Store, and everything. Uh, but they will not be brick and mortar anymore. And it is the cartoon collection that will be going to retail, mm-hmm. along with Masterverse will continue at retail. Um, and I hopefully this helps out the Origin fans gets it because I know, especially in my area, it's like my local stores will skip entire waves. And then have two waves and then skip waves and like origins have come out at such a breakneck speed. I don't think any of the brick and mortar can really keep up with them, honestly. Um, but it's definitely a big change and I hope it works out for all those origin collectors out there. Yeah. I, I, I will admit I was not keeping up with the distribution part of it uh, from San Diego comic-con, but <clears throat> if you ask me, with them getting to the last remaining origins figures from the you know vintage line figures and origins i mean it makes sense to start doing the online uh way of buying it and uh the idea of at least having he-man out there on the shelves still makes me have that like that's cool that he's still there because for a long time he was lacking and that was the only brand lacking from the the toy shelves for me in in the aisles but um i i think that if they're going to do the filmation or the, the the cartoon collection as retailer options i think those are going to probably get like sold out off the shelves because yep. you're hitting so much nostalgia with that more than even the origins figures would Exactly. You know, it's like they they have like a second win now on the shelves. No, completely agree. All right. So let's see what we got here. Oh, we still have. Oh, yeah. Uh, So Mondo revealed there. And we know we said that Mondo has to redo all of their. There it is. Their molds to make some money. So they recently revealed their classic version of Trap Jaw. Sean, you got more information about this. You talked about it for a minute. 
Sure. Uh, so basically, they did this. It is a filmation-inspired version of Trap Jaw, and it will be a PowerCon exclusive this year. So I know there were a lot of people uh, this past weekend who were really excited about this, wanting to know more information and stuff. Uh, that is pretty much all that I got out of it. I didn't hear anything more, but yeah, PowerCon exclusive, and it will have the more Filmation-esque color scheme. There is a new head sculpt to make him look more Filmation-inspired, and a lot of the Mondo-esqueness of the trap jaw that we just had as a pre-order is now being uh, turned into Filmation-esque. So, personally, it's not a figure that I would need on my shelf. And it's not even a filmation hatred or anything. It's more of me just looking at that. And I prefer the black armor and the black uh, arm and everything for Trapjaw. That's more my speed. But it is cool that it is an option and it's out there for those of you who are very filmation-centric people and want to have that now as an option just like they did do the san diego comic-con prince adam that i know we covered in previous episodes and again a more filmation-esque which i'm kind of curious whether or not that's going to be something that they start pushing with mondo now that they've gone that route adam was a little more designed in the mondo aesthetic but it's still prince adam and there's definitely enough about him to make me feel they could start doing the filmation version of some of these figures as well, just like Mattel is doing it. So we'll have to see as things go forward. Um, but it is a cool reuse of the trap jaw buck that they did and the figure. And uh, honestly, the, the face on this one is pretty decent. So I agree. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things they've always got to redo it. Well, the, the thing that I brought up, um, while you had to step away was it, the fact that we have Mattel now doing the cartoon collection yeah. and now Mondo is doing this as a, it's an exclusive for PowerCon this year, but they have already done the blue Hordak. They have this. Prince Adam, even though he's a little more overly designed, yeah. still is filmation. Yeah, so there is a part of me that's like, well, what are the chances that they might want to go down that rabbit hole and do a whole, let's start doing filmation-inspired versions for Mondo. It's, it's, it, a, it's that easy thing, because you've yeah. got to reuse that mold. You've got, I mean, we Mondo's never explicitly said it. But we they do it every time. Every figure they release at least twice. Yeah. Um, you got to to make your money back on the tooling and everything, especially Mondo that uses a lot less shared parts. You know, you got to get those parts out at least twice, obviously. And it's it's an easy well to dip to, you know. Yeah. Uh, I do like the fact that they they did change up the loincloth, you know, they use the fur instead yeah. of that longer plated kilt thing you know so i mean they they do some stuff even <clears throat> i have no idea what it's on but he, you know what number it was but 
my wife is going to kill me when I was on there. I brought my blue Hordak and we compared it to Steve's gray Hordak. And there were definitely some differences. It wasn't, they don't just do repaints. So that's nice. At least they're going to re-release them, but they're going to do some tweaks and everything to make it. I mean, they could easily just do a straight up color, you know, a deco change. Mm Mm-hmm but they still take the time to give you little bits to make it worth your while. So I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think the only thing that's left then is revelation news. Um, first off, I want to let me share this screen instead. Uh, someone <laughs> called out, obviously, there was Netflix slash Sony live action movie news. We are actually going to cover that next episode. We're going we're gonna to get a little deeper into it. But long story short, the live action movie, how do I phrase this? It wasn't necessarily canceled, but Netflix has said that they are done being a part of it um it has gone back to mattel and mattel is looking for another studio to partner with on it. Um, no big surprise to me but i did just want to throw that out there right now we'll get into it more in depth next episode because we felt the san diego news took precedence but uh i did want to throw out there it's not necessarily canceled just netflix has said we're yeah we're good we're not gonna we're not going to have a part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so somebody here threw out Larry Bernard. I don't even know who that is, but they do have a verified blue check mark next to them. Um, ba- basically saying that the movie Netflix moved on from the movie because Revelation didn't do well. Uh, actually, I don't even know if Larry Bernard was the first one that started it, but he he definitely put in here. Uh, and I think someone, you know, raised the point of, well, they're still doing revolution, which is a sequel to revelation. Um, you know, why would they do that? But then cancel the movie and Larry Bernard threw out here that Netflix already had it revolution in production. It was a sunk cost for them. If there is no new media feeding it, I expect toy sales to drop. If the show was a success, it would have been worth doing the live action movie. So, you know, basically, you know, everything's canceled because, you know, that typical stuff that we've seen ever since Revelation came out. Everything's canceled. Everything sucks because I feel this show sucks. Uh, That actually got the attention of that Kevin Smith, who is the one and true and only Kevin Smith. He said, that's not true at all. We had to wait three months to find out if we got a second season. And when they told us about the re-up, they provided the numbers to show why we got the renewal. The movie not going forward at first Sony and Netflix is based on their budget, not a cartoon. Uh, He goes on to because I believe it's on Twitter and they got the character uh, limit. 
He goes, our split season was one and two. Revolution was never part of that budget and had to earn a green light only after it proved it could, could perform. Good Lord, I know you want your narrative to be true, but it's by it's conjecture by someone who watched and hated the show, not financial facts. Hmm. Uh, Larry Bernard comes back. They had a contract for more than that. Remember the kids' show? A contract was built in with a low season two threshold that it would meet on the first episode, which is why they murdered Adon. Okay, and spell Adam right. I don't take you seriously, Larry. Uh, and Kevin Smith comes back. That's not true at all. Also an oddly childlike understanding of how the business actually works. So Larry's saying that season two was we would get greenlit if they had good numbers on episode one of Revelation, which does make absolutely no sense. Uh, Brian Q. Miller jumped in. Yes. While each project can somewhat influence the success or failure of each other project, none are strictly contingent on one another. Different contracts and terms and teams for each. So, I uh, just wanted to throw that out there because I think it's important. Like, you get lost on it. A lot of people want to say everything's tied to everything, but the live-action movie has always been its own thing. So. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that was originally at Sony. Then Netflix picked it up. I mean, they've been trying for 20 years at this point to yeah. get this movie off the ground. But uh, I just want to throw out that, like, guys, stop the, stop the bashing. If you don't like Revelation, you don't like Revelation. But stop blaming it for all the world's problems. It came, mm-hmm. it went, you either liked it or didn't. Regardless, it got another season. Yeah, which means it got the numbers. Yeah, well, honestly, um, in a timely manner here, I haven't seen it or anything, but um, everything that has gone right with the Barbie movie releasing over the weekend has me curious to see what is going to be down the the road in the next couple years, anyway, because that movie did amazing numbers over the weekend. Yep. And it's not slowing down, and it's one of the first Mattel IPs that is really knocking it out of the park out there. I think it did better numbers than uh, Spider Verse, even. So I haven't followed it that closely, but I know I, I, I saw like a, a headline saying that it, act, yeah. it it's actually one of the biggest of 2023, no, by sure. a lot, you know, compared to other movies out there this summer because it's been it's been pretty much like a wasteland out there with the exception of a few on how these movies are, are performing. And, and Barbie has been like, you know, astronomical compared to others. So that might lead to some clout going forward to maybe doing something for masters because now Mattel has a little bit of a foundation with, with an IP going well in the movies, but yep. It, again, it's uh, you know, when when you're saying something's in post production and all you knew was there was one guy cast in it, it really yeah. does make you just go like, I'm not believing anything till I see it. So maybe right. we'll see something in the next couple of years. And we'll go into the movie news more next week, but yeah. definitely, um, we'll get into it. But yeah, I just uh, I know I have no desire to see the Barbie movie. Maybe when it's on streaming, I'll probably watch it. But I know my wife and my daughters and all 
their aunts and grandma, like they all, the whole girl side of the family went to see it on Sunday. Like it was a thing. So, and uh, more power to them. Just not in my taste, but I definitely hope it does well. Like Sean said, they can only show Mattel that movies are viable and movies will help your sales. Mm -hmm. Uh, So without further ado, let's jump over and let's take a look at the two scenes that were leaked from the Comic-Con panel. The one of these I have not even seen yet because I it took me until this morning to finally hunt it down. Uh, so hopefully... Let's go. So much for diplomacy. Time for Plan B. By the power of Greystone. That is still weird. I'm talking about that's my voice. All right, let's pause it there for a second. Yeah, that's the one that I hadn't seen yet. So, wow. 
I, I agree with you. It's definitely weird with the identity being gone. I don't yeah. know if I like it or not yet, but I know we saw a little bit of that towards the end of Revelation, but like, mm-hmm. it's interesting that King Randor is there. Yeah. Um, I like that he's there because definitely, obviously the early rumor was for this series, King Randor is going to be dead and it's going to be like the, the vacuum after that. So seeing him prominently in that clip gives me some hope that like he's going to survive for at least a while. Um, I don't know if it's the, obviously the audio wasn't great with it being a recording of a presentation in the hall, but I'm curious if that's Diedrich Bader still. It didn't Sound really. Like. You think so? Okay, I just because yeah. of the echo and everything, I wasn't sure. Um, but it was great, obviously, seeing Snout Spout, uh, Real Blast, Pew Pew Pew. <laughs> uh, it's that kind of stuff that's funny. That's whenever I talk about just lean into the campiness of Masters. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, just mm. have fun with it. This scene right here already feels like more of what I wanted to see from Revelation. Like, you have all these characters. Like, just have them. Throw them in for a battle, and let's just have some fun with it. And that's definitely what I got from this, is we're definitely going to be a little bit more old school with what's going on. Yeah. but No, I, I agree with that completely, because when I watched that, um, when was that, like Friday or Saturday when it when it was yeah. leaked, I was like, this is, this is so much more the way I hope that anything would have gone with that series like there's there's little moments in revelation that i i really like like i still i still got chills even just watching the intro to the show yeah and having all the box art be part of like the mythology and and stuff like that and the final episode was was definitely one where i'm like this is what i've been waiting for so the fact we're seeing that with that leak made me at least go okay you know, I, I need more of this. And I love that you're just getting whoever's along for the adventure is, is showing up. I, I mean, yeah. the fact that freaking Rio Blast is even animated now is killing me. I mean, mm-hmm. that that's great. And I mean, we saw the Antarenids yeah. at the end of uh, Revela- Revelation. So then in this one, having Buzz Off show up uh, is also pretty cool. And the minute Snot Spout came out, I'm like, oh, Matt's going to just be smiling from ear to ear. Yep, yep. So, it's, yeah. Just but, have some fun with it. Have some adventures. Like, yeah. let's go. Absolutely. The, the the one thing that gets me out of what you said, though, is watch this be the first 10 minutes of the episode, <laughs> of the first episode. And then, like, whatever happens after that is what leads to Randor not being there for the that's rest of it. That's possible, too. And, and it just being okay. So that that's why we put Randor in that scene, because he's not in it the rest of it. It's, it's the He-Man syndrome. Yeah. Instead of it being He-Man, this time it's now Randor that's the guy that's uh, gone. It's but. possible, but I don't know. Just Like I said, just seeing him there and the fact that what I could pick up there, and Grand, obviously I'm going to watch it again and again, pumped up and everything else, but just what I caught there, it definitely felt like we were more in the middle of something. You know, Adam's like, oh, or you know, Orko Adam was like, diplomacy didn't work, huh? All right, we'll have to try another way. So, mm-hmm. like, they're obviously, like, we're already into the action somehow. Yeah, they're yeah. there. They're there for a purpose. They tried to, you know, you know, maybe maybe Skeletor's already taken the throne. Because one thing I, that we did forget to mention earlier, 
it wasn't in the pictures we went through is the Skeletor figure comes with Randor's crown um, hmm. that fits on him. So okay. maybe Skeletor's already taken over and they're trying to like, you know, it's really the Horde's taken over, but maybe it's it's kind of a, you know, okay, we got to get whatever allies we can get, whether they be good or evil or what, you know. Yeah. Scareglow is powerful. Let's go convince him to help us take on Skeletor in the Horde. Mm -hmm. You know. Cool. I like that idea. That'd be fun. Just bouncing around, collecting allies, and, you know, leading up to a big battle. Like, sure. That's, that's Masters right there. I I, I did. Uh, watching that, number one, uh, Chris Wood doing yeah. the, the incantation. I love it. I, I know there were people originally that... By the power of Grayskull. And they were like, what? That doesn't yeah. sound... But when you see it in the context to this day, it just works for me in this version a lot. I love it. His, his I have the power can only be matched by John Irwin. That's it. Like, he he blows the roof off the joint with it. Love it. And I got to do it again because I love that Bear McCreary. I love yeah. the Bear McCreary theme in, in this show. Uh, it's it's one of the best masters parts for me. No matter yeah. what they do, story wise, Bear just he got it. He got what makes this work. It he is put he, it in music form easily I, I, I the it. second best soundtrack for He Man. I yeah. still put the filmation above it because it's so iconic. But sure. he's right under it. He has beat out any animated series, the movie, anything that's come after filmation. His is the best score. Yeah, down beyond that. Yeah, um, agreed. It just, it fe like you said, it feels He Man to me. I think they re-recorded. I don't think they are using the same "By the Power" and "I Have the Power" from se season one. It sounds different. Yeah, the it, way, it, and I like it better here. Yeah, I definitely like it better here. It's definitely his "I Have the Power" has definitely stepped up a notch. Like it's, mm -hmm. it, it's more forceful now. So I yep. and I really like. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at clip number two. Lay all of my silly spells and idiotic incantations. No, my children. I blamed only me. But the moment I surrendered myself to the technological touch of my one true mother, I realized the futility of my failures were not my fault, so much as they were the folly of fate in magic. And now that my mind is open, I only trust what I see. And all I see is Lord. Glory be to the Lord Almighty. Well done, Skeletor. You honor your mother as well as your father. Another soul absorbs with the boy, my master. And what about Skeletor? I protect his dissertion. 
He has seen the error of his ways and serves only us, my Lord. He is now the worthy acolyte of the Lord. Masterful, Mistress and Brother Boys, you have succeeded in that which all others have failed me. And so the Eternian conversion continues. Make manifest my machinations, my right hand. For soon, I will take the prize long denied me. And on that day, the skies above grace will teem with the whole army. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Got to see my boy too bad. Uh, I like, I like that Skeletor, you know, motherboard feels he's on board, but you know, it's, she mentioned his father and he got a little grumpy there. So mm -hmm. I like that nod that, you know, Skeletor is not just going to be a mindless servant here. He's definitely still got his own stuff cooking up there. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously that clip is where I definitely noticed the eye, how it's more of a power yeah. symbol than a pupil. <laughs> so, yeah. No, um, I mean that that clip for me was cool to just go. Okay, here's. I I don't think anybody had a, a doubt that uh, Keith David was going to be good, uh, bad as as Hordak. He's definitely going to be great, and that's oh, a good. You know, like I if I can't think of too many other voice actors that I would have been like, it has to be him or whatever, and and that works. Um, and it's weird because it kind of is. It's it's like a more realistic George Dicenzo, Dicenzo really. Like he's, if you take off the snorting, which I know you hate. I absolutely hate the snorting. Yes, I know, but <laughs> but that's how George always like Hordak was more than oh you know, you know yes he had to be goofy, but his voice he always played it you know, like he is not just a Skeletor knockoff. Like I still feel like Keith is in the same family as George in portrayal of Hordak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's, yeah, I could see that. I could see it, that. It's a more I... realistic version, took out the snorts. Unlike, like we said for, um, dang it, mine freeze the Batman, Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Okay. May he rest in peace. Great voice actor. But when he took on Merman, it was Kevin Conroy doing Merman. Like, mm -hmm. it wasn't, like, like we even said at the time, he could have done a merman-ass voice without the, you know, mm -hmm. but he still could have been in that vein. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, Keith, it still feels like a Hordak. Yeah. Even though it's Keith David, you know. Absolutely. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'll I'll be pumped just to hear a Hordak that doesn't do the snorting. So that I, I, hope, I, I hope he gives us one or two. If if they do something where like if they do something where either something catches him off guard or or like he says something and a he man says something back at him and he's like you know like he does something like that yeah like if it's a pissed off, off like yeah you know? yeah or a snort where he's mad and he you know like he's about to go into battle and you just hear like a kind yeah. of a thing that works. But when it's every time he has to open his mouth, he's snorting like on the filmation. <laughs> like as a kid, I'm like, you are undermining a character that actually I think is really freaking cool with that. It drove yeah. me crazy. So 
yeah and and i mean honestly like the whole idea of motherboard in general at the ending of uh revelation was kind of a nightmare fuel for me it's that you're getting taken over by some it's possession it, it's, it is. it's literally like the 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 exorcist movies for me freaked me out because i just the idea of something taking over your body and you can't control yourself so like that is definitely an interesting beginning to this season of how are they going to handle that and if you ask me anybody who's taken over by that that could defeat it will be skeletor because the dude is just skeletal yeah. so and he's, he's already know. defected from the horde once i mean yeah and you get that yeah. history just in the few lines in that scene yep. you know horde you've succeeded where others have failed are you sure skeletor is under our control like even hordex like i don't know man like i thought i had him when mm -hmm. he was my apprentice and, you know, and mm -hmm. I always love it when they, you know, cause it's so easy to make. And I feel like the horde was originally introduced like that, that mini horde, you know, in the, the rock formation with the tree in the woods, yep. you know, yeah. they were yeah. just like Skeletor light. I yeah. like when the horde is, is the big army, all the horde troopers, all of this. And, even from the original concepts, there's always been the mind control aspect that yeah. people are loyal to the horde. You know, Skeletor, he uses chariz charisma. You know, he uses his, you know, he tries to trick people and like, you know, at the end of the day, he tries to make people loyal to him, but he's got mm -hmm. that. He's got the evil lens. Even the beast man's at times question their loyalty but he's still trying to convince this ragtag group of villains to, you know, join him and stay with him. And, you know, there's that yeah. dissension. Whereas the Horde, I love it when they become just this, this military massive Horde that just like, no, we are all in step. We all hail Horde, you know. Yeah. yeah. And even in the early concept, that's what the Bat logo was. The Bat logo for the original toys was supposed to be this symbiotic being that attached to these warriors and made them loyal to the horde, mm -hmm. you know, and that's why every character had the horde emblem. That was literally a creature that attached and controlled their mind. Granted the horde has gone more technological in almost every iteration since then. So I like how motherboard is kind of a progression of all these different ideas and, mm -hmm. you know, it ties in perfectly and, I like seeing that Skeletor is the one who's strong-willed enough to be like, no, 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 fuck Hordak. Well, the the other thing about it, I never even thought of it until like we started recording, is the idea of Motherboard being the way that she is makes me wonder if they're going to start going into like a technovirus thing like they had in the original well, ideas. That's, hell. that's what but, it is, basically. I mean, so, that's... She, you saw it with too bad and trapped. You know that's yeah, that's how Skeletor guys upgrades. Yeah, that's basically the evolution of the Technovirus idea, yeah. as well. So, yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch. I think. like I, you know, overall I liked Revelation. I have my issues with it, but overall I liked it. And seeing these couple scenes have really made me go like, I like where they're going. Like I, 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 I am more pumped to see revolution than I was after seeing these two scenes. Cause I think they're finally found their footing in this universe.
Mm-hmm. And yeah, agree. You know, as long as they stick away from trying to trying to say that it's a continuation of anything, which was my biggest problem with it. You can't say it's a continuation and then mishmash continuity. Um, but now that's coming into its own thing. It seems to have a clear path going forward. Um, as long as it doesn't take itself too seriously, I think it's going to be a fun five episode ride. And hopefully we'll get more after that if this is successful. Like I'm. To me, more He-Man's always a good thing. Sure. I, I can agree with that. I mean, it, I have my, it, like you said, I have my issues with Revelation, and I, I will always feel like I wish this could have just started as its own thing and have this as its version of all of the characters so then I can learn about them as I go yep. versus how they started it out. So, I mean, it, I hope they keep it on a personal level this time around because... Um, I know you said it tons of times, but this world or universe ending storyline stuff can only be done so many times. We've done it. Let's yeah. do something that's more personal this time. Let's do something that's a little more in keeping what, with what Masters has been versus, you know, the way it was. So we'll see yeah. what happens. No, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Uh, Sean, I think it's over to you. I think we just got a couple posts to go over, and that'll be yeah. a show. So, I did the question comments post last week, and we'll start off with uh, Jacob Hicks. He's asking, any Moss Man in your area? I Last time I went to stores, I have not seen any yet, but I've definitely in the past couple days online i've seen more popping up so Mm -hmm. it seems like they're and i think someone even said that either the 31st or the first uh july 31st or august 1st was the street day because i know at least one person said that they found him but they couldn't buy him yet because it was street day um Mm. so i definitely think the ones that are out there are definitely a case of leaks you know mistakenly stocked ahead of time um, I think within the next week here is when the majority of us will see ours hitting shelves. Yeah. Um, I don't get out enough. So <laughs> I don't really have an answer for my area, but I have I have seen even, uh, I, I want to say it was this morning, Toy Huntress is trying to hunt one down. I, yeah. I can only guess who that's for. Um, Probably just to break, yeah. it, break it in half. Well, if, if it went to Kurt, it's probably... <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> <right. laughs> Uh, but no, I, I I have not kept up with much in my area, um, but I have seen online it is definitely building traction for being the next must-have figure for yep. Um J-Mac wrote us in. What's up, uh, J-Mac? Welcome he, to the show. Well, he, he asked, uh, would love to hear your reaction to the new Masterverse reveals announced at SDCC. And... I think his favorite is Snout Spout because he says Snout Spout looks great specifically. So there you go. J-Mac, while I love your enthusiasm for Snout Spout, and I thank you, did you not pay attention? <laughs> we literally just went over all of the reveals. Yeah, I, I, we Come on, guys. in the foot on this, huh? <laughs> get, it, get it together here. Get it together. <sighs> Well, then, on top of that, Jacob Hicks comes back with thoughts on origin distribution plans going forward. I'll let you take that one away. Jacob, really? <laughs> can you and J-Mac 
go sit down, watch the episode we just went over. Why would you ask us that? <laughs> what is wrong with you two? To the core uh, both of you. Just kidding. We love you guys. So anyway, um, and then Jesse Arnold wrote in, and he said, what's your favorite reveal from SDCC, and why is it Green Snake Teela? Question mark. I think he means Lady Slither. Lady Slither? I was going to say, because Green uh, Snake Teela came out a while ago. Yeah. She's actually already hit shelves in some areas. like so. Um, but Lady Slither, like we said, Lady Slither is great. Um, I guess out, out, outside of the Filmation Collection, and yes, I'm going to call it that, not the Cartoon Collection, sorry. Um, obviously, Filmation Collection is high there, but other than that, I, w- I would have to say the Masterverse Snout Spout, um, just because he's a, a favorite character of mine, and even beyond his gloves, uh, I just I'm really excited for him, and I'm glad that he's getting released because he's one that he's on that cusp where I love him, but a lot of people just automatically disclude him, and he gets passed over a lot. So, could have been Cyclone if they'd done a more accurate face. Just saying. <laughs> what about you, Sean? What was your favorite? Oh, I mean, honestly, when it comes to Masters, I, I'll i give it to you. I'll give it to you with Snout Spout. Um, out of those reveals, he, he actually impressed me that much. Um, and I, I do think that uh, the Battle Armor He-Man, if posed correctly, yeah. would have been quite an interesting looking figure because I always love that look. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'll go with that. But I, I would say one of my favorite reveals overall we did cover already was Chris Star, just because I didn't expect that to be a thing ever. True. So I'll still stick with that as my overall for uh, SDCC. I love it. So then, uh, oh, and there was one other one. I forgot. I think about we can that. ignore that one. Okay, we'll ignore that one. <laughs> He's had enough. Well, here's the problem. So I did another post. Hi, what's up? I'm still recording. (laughs) You want to say hi? It's summertime. People, (laughs) yeah, it's summertime and the kids are home. All they are home. So stomping um, around upstairs. My my uh, son Hayden is downstairs wondering when we're leaving, and I don't know what he thinks we're leaving for because I told him I wasn't really doing much like that today. So I did another post uh, about the reveals themselves uh, for SDCC. What were some of our listeners' uh, favorite reveals from the show? So you're ready for this, right? I'm ready. All right. So the first one is Curtis Ackerman. So he says... ignore this too. <laughs> he says, "Love the film filmation trap jaw from Mondo, but I don't think I need two trap jaws. I would have had a tough time deciding between them, but since I already ordered the black one, I'll stick with that." So that's an interesting question. I can't believe he came up with one as simple as he is. But <laughs> out of the two trap jaw, which would you pick up? Out of the two, you can only get one. Yeah, I would still stick with the original pre-order one because I still yeah. love all the black armor. I I'm not a fan of the filmation color armor with the arm with the uh, the mechanical arm and all that stuff. 
Yeah, see, I think I'd have to go the the repaint, the filmation version. Um, the loincloth goes a long way. That's one thing that I definitely did not really like on the Mondo Trap Jaw was that plated loincloth. I think it just looked weird with his design. So, that, yeah, I, can I that. think the filmation speaks to me a little bit more. So the next one, uh, Jacob picks. Uh, sort of split on origins. Good that they are going to finish the vintage line. Don't know how I feel about the cartoon refresh. Yeah, they're better. They're better than any origins, Jacob. But that's okay. <laughs> I, I you'll get I'll, there. I'll say it. I said it earlier. I mean, I, I honestly feel like those cartoon versions work better in that style than I would have ever exactly. expected them to. So on that alone, it's like, all right, that's cool. Um, Jonathan Donath. Um, I love the filmation origins, but classics club gray skull has tainted me. The origins versions look like little people to me in comparison. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I, I know I said, but I just, the, the classics filmation figures, I, they always looked off to me. Um, I just, I never felt they really captured the, the spirit of filmation and these do for me. So we'll agree to disagree, but thanks for writing in Jonathan. Yeah. And then, uh, Jason Torrance wrote in, I, I love the announcement of Keith David as Hordak. Yeah. I think he will do a great job with it. Agree. Agree. We talked about that and, uh, thank you, Jason. Thank you for writing. Yeah. In. We missed you. So that's it. That's it. All right, guys. Thanks all for tuning in. Uh, this was episode 104. Uh, if you could do us a favor, click all those buttons down below, uh, whatever platform you're on. Obviously, YouTube, spread the word. We're still chasing a 1,000. So uh, share it. If you got somebody in your life who likes Masters, likes Toy Talk, Likes two dudes, one of who is bald, like whatever they're into. Uh, share us their way, and uh, let's get to a 1,000 already. Uh, tune in this coming Friday. We'll be back on Offworld. We're definitely be wrapping up uh, Secret Invasion. Uh, we're supposed to rank some Marvel TV shows if Curtis ever gets off his butt and ranks hit them. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's on the Offworld YouTube channel. Um, and that'll be live at 9 Eastern, 8 Central this coming Friday. Now, uh, if you're on the audio platform, go ahead and uh, give us a rating there too. We appreciate it. Reviews if your platform accepts it. And uh, yeah, we, we appreciate all of you. And until next time, go buy some new toys. Oh, come on.